This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, my next guest is an instructor in the Department of Geography and Environment at Kwantlen Polytechnic University. And he's also been researching and has put out a report that looks at housing supply in Metro Vancouver. And Dr. John Rose joins us on the line now. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. I uh, just want to clarify, you worked on this while you were you were taking time off and you weren't working for any particular group or, or institution or anything like that. Yeah, that's correct, actually. Um, at KPU, uh, we have the opportunity uh, to apply every uh, number of years for uh, what's called an education leave, and this uh, could be used for the purposes of you know working on a degree or, in my case, uh, doing some research. So uh, the research uh, was facilitated by that, but it is otherwise completely independent. So you went back quite a few years looking at census information and taking a look at this idea of housing supply and supply and demand in Metro Vancouver. Uh, walk us through what you found. Sure, yeah. So, um, you know, to sort of set the stage here, uh, really what animated or sort of, you know, inspired the report uh, were these various accounts uh, telling us that, you know, what we've seen here in Metro Vancouver in terms of uh, affordability problems has really been the product of, you know, a lack of supply of housing. Uh, whether this is, you know, um, as one group of people might argue, as a result of things like the ALR that restrict land on the edge of the city uh, and thus restrict housing there, or if it's, um, you know, kind of opposition to densification uh, that restricts the, you know, the addition of units within the city. So that's really what got me started looking at this topic. And so I thought, well, let's let's take a look. We're being told that supply is uh, limited, and that's what's causing our affordability crisis here. So, as you mentioned, I took a look uh, for a long period of time because I recognize that, you know, in any sort of housing market, there are going to be short-term ups and downs in terms of the supply of the housing stock. So, um, I looked for that 15-year period between 2001 and 2016 and uh, really just sought to address two questions. Uh, One, has supply been more, you know, limited or, or constrained in the more expensive Canadian markets than in the less expensive ones? And secondly, has supply grown sufficiently as demand for housing has grown? Uh, so that's, um, those are the two basic research questions that I was looking at. And so I took a look. I was looking at uh, various measures of supply and demand, uh, really focusing on resident demand, because that's really who we're concerned about here. You know, we want to know if there's enough housing uh, that's being made available for residents, um, as opposed to, say, speculators. And so really what I found was quite interesting, actually, that if you look at that 15-year period between 2001 and 2016, uh, just to take Vancouver, I looked at 33 different Canadian uh, metropolitan areas. But just to look at Vancouver, you know, we added over that 15-year span 119 dwellings for every 100 households that we we grew by. Um, So at the same time, you know, the affordability got worse and worse. It took, you know, an additional six times your household income to buy a typical dwelling in 2016 uh, versus 2001. Um, so that's one of the, the key findings that's kind of come out of the report here is that we've seen in cities like Metro Vancouver huge increases in housing costs relative to incomes. At the same time, as there seems to be a pretty healthy, uh, you know, a healthy amount of supply being added to the market. Uh, so would it uh, does this go against then what we're constantly being told in that if we simply build more uh, there will be more stock available and it will be more affordable I think it I think it really gives us pause to uh you know to just sort of think that that's going to be the solution um you know there's sort of an intuitive element to that argument right you know build more increase supply and and somehow prices are going to go down 
Um, that hasn't been the case here. So we have to ask ourselves, well, why is that? Why, what's been going on here? Uh, that these normal kind of mechanisms of supply and demand and price don't seem to be working in a market like ours. Uh, so I would say, yeah, it doesn't make sense to just keep pouring units on the market unless we know something a little bit more about those units. Are they affordable units? Are they, you know, are they simply being snapped up by speculators and thus not available to, to everyone else? Um, if, if the latter is the case, then I, I see that just pouring units onto the market is probably not going to solve our problems because it hasn't so far. And we've seen some of that even recently, this push to market only to people who are already residents, say for the first 30 days that Mm -hmm. a project would go on the market. Uh, Did your research look at that in that if there is all the supply, who's buying it? Um, What I looked at then was to essentially look at the sort of the change in the households. Uh, And those those would be people who live here, right? Those would be the people who would be uh, living in Metro Vancouver um, and either purchasing or renting properties in this area, um, as opposed to those who are, you know, uh, not living in those dwellings, right? And I didn't look so that my research didn't look specifically at, you know, who is purchasing the properties. But what I did look at was, you know, what was the what was the relationship between, you know, those who would actually be purchasing the properties and the number of units that are being provided? And if there's this big gap, uh, you know, a fairly large surplus, right? So we see, you know, in Metro Vancouver by 2016, over 60,000 units that are vacant. Um, that's sort of suggestive to me, at least, that there are other people engaged in this market, you know, uh, really speculators uh, for, for whatever origin. Uh, d- did it surprise you at all that number of the 119 dwellings for every 100 household in that we're constantly told that uh, it, it takes longer to get permits in Vancouver, we can't build, uh, we don't have the density uh, r- mm-hmm. rules that, that so many people are fighting for? Uh, it, it seems like the narrative we're told often is that that it's very slow and delayed and we're not seeing that supply come on the market. Yeah, well, I, you know, you can see how that would work in the short term. Like, you know, clearly that if you're building, um, say, like a 30-story condominium tower, you know, as opposed to just, you know, uh, row houses or, you know, single-family detached homes. You know, one can imagine then that uh, that process of building, you know, uh, large condo towers is going to take longer than it would be for other forms of housing. Um, But that would really, in my estimation, only account for sort of short-term, you know, variations in supply. Uh, You'd think a market over 15 years would somehow be able to, to kind of figure out how to get units available to those that need them. And, um, you know, as I said, the research here seems to suggest that there's some kind of, um, some kind of problem here, that we're building uh, a large number of units relative to the population, relative to the number of households, and yet we still have this, um, you know, this affordability problem. I, I was having a conversation about housing with somebody the other day, and his argument was there will never be enough housing to support the number of people who want to live in Vancouver. Uh, would, your, would your research then disagree with that? Well, it's kind of hard to say because it's sort of a theoretical, right? You know, well, how many people would want to live in Vancouver and is simply the available of cheap housing the only thing that's going to draw them here? Uh, but I think in general it's actually not uh, contrary to what I've said here, that, you know, if you can, you, you're, you're not going to build your way out of the problem. And, and again, I, I sort of stress to add here that, you know, what I'm seeing is that it's not an issue that we're not providing enough housing for those who want to live here or those who actually are living here. It's, um, you know, maybe arguably we're not providing enough housing for to support all of the people who want to live here plus all of the people who want to basically speculate in the housing market. And that's a rather different question. 
Uh, very true. Uh, just before I let you go, this uh, the report uh, calling it the housing supply myth. Have you had much uh, feedback or people commenting to you or talking to you about this? Yeah, I've had sort of two two main issues. The first thing to note here is that um, you know my you know the article that's come out uh, with those findings in the Globe and Mail. Uh, made mention of a report, and that's actually something that's still in the progress. However, I have presented the findings publicly and uh, shown people the data. So, um, first of all, everyone's just clamoring. They want to see, you know, they're just, they really want to see these numbers, and they really, you know, want to see just what exactly has been happening in markets like ours. So there's been a huge interest. I've received countless messages just asking for, you know, for the, the report, if you will, as it comes. Now, I'm working on an academic paper, but I'm also working on a, uh, a publicly accessible kind of document which just lays out very clearly uh, the argumentation, and I'm looking forward to having that out in about a week's time. Uh, secondly, there's been a lot of pushback from some quarters. Uh, you know, it's, I'm not on Twitter, but it's kind of very interesting to take a look at Twitter messages among those who are really pushing this supply argument, and there seems to be a, a real strong reaction to this. I've certainly touched a nerve. And that is, uh, I'm not surprised at all. I look forward to, to seeing the report as well. Uh, John, we're out of time, but thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Jill. Thank you very much. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.